right, everybody. Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Honor Uh We have uh, a returning uh, member here. We have Shah on today. Uh, Shah, it's been a crazy weekend so far. And uh, welcome back. Where have you been? Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? Yep. Yeah. It's a good weekend. Thank you. The weekends, I've been doing good. Just uh, work, summer, having some fun here and there. Besides that, nothing much. Uh, yeah, uh, weekend, we are in the Netherlands, like I said, Dutch Grand Prix. The track is relatively small, as you, as you probably noticed on the lap times, anywhere around a minute, what, was it a minute 10 that, that, that Verstappen put in? Um and uh yeah 4.259 kilometers it's gonna be a lot of laps tomorrow 72 laps uh which is gonna give us 306.587 kilometers of uh distance uh like i said he just broke the record the previous lap record was held by lewis hamilton uh we'll touch on him later today but yeah it was uh it's a great it was a great weekend a lot happened i think we should take a step back and kind of revisit uh, how everything started, right? Uh, do you wanna do you wanna refresh the the viewers uh, on uh, the listeners actually on what what how the weekend has has been playing out so far? Yeah, I mean uh, this weekend has been a really good weekend so far. We've got a lot of storylines, a lot of uh, unexpected performances up in here, and unexpected off track events too, or on track events that led to off track events. It's 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 a it's a perfect Formula One weekend after a summer break. You have everything in there. You have the racing. You have uh, drivers performing really good. Everybody was eager to get back onto the track to see what's out there. Some highs and lows, and the lowest being uh, Daniel Ricciardo's injury. We'll get to that. But it was it was a pretty decent start to the weekend. FP1 team setting in their uh, cars, finding their balance. FP2 was actually the uh, look around where teams were doing in their quali sims, their uh, race pace setups. That's where we had the incident of Oscar Piastri into the wall and Daniel Ricciardo also going into the wall trying to while trying to avoid him, which uh, led to him having a hand injury and ruling him out for this weekend and probably the next two weekends or so. Turns out that he might need a surgery his hand and then he's going to the same doctor that Lance Stroll went to earlier this year so yeah. maybe the doctor is something to look out for he has some magic in his hands yeah it, it, isn't that it wasn't it from what I originally wasn't it the doctor that helped um, Mark Marquez you remember Mark Marquez from MotoGP right yeah yes. the same Spanish doctor that just gets magic done when, when when you break something he puts you up and runs so Mark was Mark usually comes back relatively quickly after his injuries. Uh, we saw Stroll came back within a couple of weeks from his injury. Uh, and if you look at the damage on on Lance's wrist, and I think he's still going, feeling the pain still, but is able to drive right. Uh, and he was back within a couple of weeks. So if it, if it all plays out well, I know Ricard is a little bit older, thirty three or something, could mean. He recovers a little bit slower, but I don't think that's a massive issue either. Um, he should be back. I hope he comes back sooner rather than later. Just know 
you shouldn't want anybody to be sitting in your seat. So like if I'm if I'm Daniel Ricardo, if if I can take a ton of meds and hop in that car tomorrow and drive, I'd be in that car tomorrow and drive. But I that's that's not possible at this point. But the sooner the better. I think for his for his own sake, uh, he's coming in as a replacement driver to uh the breeze that got released and now he's being replaced, like doesn't have time to show anything, right? So all the work he's put in leading up to the winter to the summer break kind of seems a little bit undone at this point yes. um and uh he he he's likely ha- he he likely has to rebuild that confidence within the team and and get that seat back to being his um but it's not all bad uh Liam Lawson got a chance at formula 1 uh at, at the end of this and he's keeping it on track for the most part did a little kiss the wall there uh, in FP3, but uh, kept it kept it together a little a few tenths off of Sonoda uh, and Quali, but uh, all in all finished P20. kept didn't damage the car, uh, and he'll have uh, 72 laps tomorrow to get to get up to up the pace with this with this car. So yes, I mean uh, very tough luck for Daniel Ricciardo, and then yep Liam Larson has been picked up by the AlphaTauri team to replace him for this weekend. And he's done a pretty decent job. You should also know that this is actually his first time in an F1 car and also on intermediate tires. And that mm-hmm. was an FP3 where you know, everybody was starting off from scratch. He had to like find out the car's balance. He was on wet, react. right? Wasn't he on wet? Yeah, he was on wet. Yeah. Very first time, very first time he got into a Formula 1 car. On an actual race weekend, he had to step in and wets, try to figure out the car's balance and also the track. This is one of the most difficult tracks, narrow tracks. It's it's yeah. tricky to drive, and then in the wet, where there is not there is not difference, not much of a difference in wet line to dry line on this track. Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. is the same. He's gonna have to figure that out. He did pretty good keeping it out of the barriers. They had le- less expectations from him, and then nothing yeah. major incidents from him that was pretty good he kept it clean and i think uh, listening to him saying after the qualifying he maybe t- played it safe kind of underdrove uh, in uh, q1 just so that he doesn't bend it so that's a good approach and probably to, again tomorrow's race is going to be completely different it might i think the race is dry tomorrow no so it's full wet it's full wet, it's wet. tomorrow it's, it's wet it's raining the whole time at the circuit, oh. uh, yeah, the weather it's tricky in uh, in mm-hmm. the Dutch part in this part of the country. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if it is a wet, he has a baseline of how the car is because he drove in mm-hmm. FP three and then in quali too a little bit on the inters. But if it's a yeah. dry race, it's a new learning curve again. He's gonna have to figure out the car from scratch, and mm-hmm. it's basically a practice session for him. The seventy laps of the race. So similar approach to what Daniel Ricciardo did when he was switched in uh, mid-season. The first race for him was always going to be a practice session to learn how the car is and feel how the car behaves under braking. And it's and that's exactly the same approach that he's going to be doing and the team is going to help him out. Uh, yeah. Build yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a good, that's a, that's a good little sum up for the biggest story of, of the weekend here. Uh, I know we're going to ignore uh, the Haas signing, uh, for sake of time. Uh, 
But moving on to Saturday, uh, and and the quality session we just uh, we just witnessed, uh, a lot of a lot of disappointments, a lot of excitement, a lot of broken cars uh, um, across the field. Um, eventually, ended up with our top ten being Verstappen to Norris to George Russell, Albon, Alonso, Sainz, Paris, Piastri, Leclerc to Sargent, Stroll, Gasly, Hamilton, Sonoda. Hockenberg, Joe Guanyu, Ocon, Magnussen, Bottas, and Liam Lawson in the back. Um, is, is there any driver in there that kind of like surprised you, both positively and then and then negatively, or One surprised thing you? Surprising in this whole weekend was Williams. Uh, both both the cars, they came in saying that they, they were not going to be uh, performing on this track, but. They were on pace on FP1, FP2, up in there in the top. And then FP2, it was raining Saturday. And then everybody was expecting, all right, Williams is going to drop off. But that wasn't the case. Q1, he was topping the times. Q2, he was up there in top three, top four. Uh, and uh, Q3, when the conditions were changing, back to dry. Albon put a brilliant, lap, put a brilliant lap to be there, to in, be P4. there in P4. That is a great that thing. Is a great thing. And Logan Sargent, his first Q3. And, uh, yeah, he'd been that. Uh, it's, a, it's a learning curve for him. But the Williams car stood out. Alex Albon more. A great drive from him. Great performance and quality. Excited to see what he could do uh, in tomorrow's race, given that it's a tricky track for overtaking. And then they have good straight line speed. And they're performing good overall on this track. And then yeah. McLaren, yes. Uh, they've picked up where uh, they left off post pre summer break uh, with uh, great upgrades and good performance, and then they're bringing that again uh, with some new updates and new rear wing, and that's working the, the working well for them. Mm-hmm. Compared how uh, Spa they had a bond door for rear wing <laughs> to how they have a really good rear wing right now. Yeah, and and I think I think the. Oh, you're going through the grid? I'll let you finish. Carry on. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just a Mercedes. George Russell was feeling confident, but given how he wasn't up there in FP1, FP2, and seeing him in today was good uh, in the top three. And his trust in the team and uh, trying to get him up to speed and giving him the uh, proper setup was good. And Lewis Hamilton, I mean, when it, when you have a tricky qualifying like this, somebody is going to have to take the shot end and then this time unfortunately it was Lewis Hamilton he, caught, yeah, he, mentioned, he took the gamble of staying yeah, on he, inters he, in Q2 and well, then it didn't work out for him everybody was on inters right uh the new inters no he didn't take new inters yeah he, the so inters. everybody took in Q2 probably the last lap most of the grid took a new yeah, inters he, he could he, he didn't take it same thing with Norris too Norris also didn't yeah. take new inters so he, he just he, made it in, but Lewis couldn't yeah. make it in. Yeah, he didn't have the time. By the time he decided to, he wanted to go, and it was too late. The other issue, I don't know if you watched the post ratio. He he, they interviewed him, mm-hmm. and he mentioned he made some setup changes overnight, and he didn't have the balance uh, today. Uh, he struggled with balance, and that likely affected his performance as well as a few instances of like getting impeded here and there, uh, wrong place, wrong time. That's part of, that's part of quality here at Zenfart. Uh, but, uh, yeah, overall just 
couldn't push the car, didn't have the grip, felt like he was sliding all over the place. So that's one. And his setup was slightly different than what Russell was carrying on his car. So I think it's it's we'll see how he does in the race, but I, 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 I'm not very confident he could really recover from this tomorrow. Although this car tends to do better in the race than on one lap. So we'll see tomorrow how he performs. It'll be a nice one to keep an eye on. It's one of the items I'll definitely have an eye on to see how he progresses from what 13 to yes. see if he can make it into the points or, or close enough or close at all to the podium tomorrow. But one thing is his setup changes that you brought up. Yeah. He made it overnight. That was on Friday data, but Saturday was a completely mm-hmm. different picture. Day. So yeah. he wasn't able to test it out. And, uh, if he only has data from dry running and he made the setup changes, if the race is dry, then it'll work out. If he still has those setup changes and it, if the race turns out to be something like today with mixing conditions, he is going to struggle, struggle. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But given how he's making some, how Mercedes has a good race race setup from the past weekends, they mm-hmm. should be able to make up some places and mm-hmm. here and there and make the best out of it, play some uh, strategy game in there, try to do some undercut because it's a yeah. short lap. Yeah. Yeah, the the undercut is quite powerful. I think the lap the the speed in the in the uh, in the pit lane is 60 kilometers per hour. Yes. One of the slowest on on track. So you you're you're basically losing 21ish, 22 close to 22 seconds on a pit stop uh if there's not a safety car. Uh we've seen a lot of red flags this weekend. Uh we've seen uh the race usually has 50% chance of VSC, I think 40% chance of a, a safety car. We had a few last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have inclement weather for people to touch the line uh, or overdrive or just like slide around and beach themselves. There's this, you don't even need a crash. You just need to be beached, and that's enough to like bring in a, bring in the, the red flag or a safety car. Uh, so a lot to play tomorrow. Uh, Pirelli brought kind of the tough, the hardest tires here. Uh, C, C, what? C1, C2, and C3. Last year, the C1 was this, was this year's C0, which is slightly harder. That's the only difference in terms of tires. And we've, we've noticed last year that, you know, it, you could, you could keep these tires for a long time. There were, it was a two stopper converted to a three stopper because of the late safety car uh, with 15 laps left on, on softs for those that were able to pit. But uh, I, I think you could pull off a two-stopper tomorrow if it's dry. Otherwise, you're doing maybe if you want to push a double stint on on inters or you start with wets, depending on how bad it is. So that's all in the air. But I'm assuming a one-stopper if it's wet or a two-stopper if we get dry conditions without any incidents but that's kind of my take on what i should expect from strategy tomorrow for most teams um the gap really between the the inters the soft and the and the medium is is just three tenths between soft and medium is like a tenth soft and hard is two tenths so medium to hard is just two tenths as well so you can you can you can race on the on the softs they're really hard tires they're harder tires you can race on them you can take them for a longer time uh, mediums, you could also race on them, and the, the delta between that and the soft is very slim. So I'm expecting a lot of interesting strategy across across the board here, and in an exciting race. Um, t- 
talking about strategy, anything in particular, we spoke about Albon uh, doing well. Uh, what is your take on how he can perform tomorrow? Him and him and um, the rookie, Sergeant. I, I mean, at this point in time, uh, so for Sergeant, hopefully there's not much of a damage where uh, he needs to stake some uh, grid boxes or probably start from pit lane because it did, he, he backed off into his rear. So uh, maybe a drive shaft, not nothing damaging for gearbox. So mm -hmm. if everything is good and he gets to start from where he's in Q3, P10, that would be good for him. And mm -hmm. probably try to build up from there, see if they're able to hold the place and catalyze on getting some double points from the team. Mm -hmm. And But that's for uh, Logan Sargent and on the other hand for Albon. The Williams will not try to go aggressive on the strategy, but they'll try to be conservative, try to see how they can stay and finish the race in top five if possible, or at the worst case scenario, top 10, because he has Alonso starting behind or starting beside him. Yeah. So that's uh, one thing to look out for. The Ferrari, battle between Alba. Oh, Ferrari, they have had Ferrari. issues all this weekend. Yeah, the yeah. Drivers, they don't look good on... They don't look good on race pace. None of the setups really was was working here. Uh, they they they're going. My take from analyzing the data is they're going to they struggle today and they're going to struggle again tomorrow. It doesn't matter whether it's warm or or dry dry or or, or wet. It's fundamentally they didn't there's, there's they didn't find the sweet spot for this car. And yep, they were they were having uh, setup issues all through this weekend. Both the drivers were equally not pleased with how the car was uh, handling and given how uh, q1 q2 it's more or less on a driver instinct and you're getting to feel for the track based on how the track is that's how you drive it so they were decently performing but on the dry Charles Leclerc binning it uh, that was something that was that I did not see coming but yeah, he had a massive shunt too. That is actually a shunt which could damage his gearbox and give him a, or Another make him start from pit lane. Pit lane. Yeah. He, could, he might yeah. as well start from the pit lane, take in every other penalty just so that he could have them all in the system and uh, start from yeah. pit lane. This weekend yeah. is more or less a write-off for Ferrari uh, and they can probably build up on uh, seeing why, how can they improve their car setup in tomorrow's race. Yeah, but my real question was after today and Leclerc was, where did he find that lawn chair? He found like a red nice lawn chair, and just chilled out watching the last couple minutes of 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 the qualifying session. Had a pretty good view of of the of the remainder of the session there. I think he had the best view in the house after he bent it there. But yeah, it reminded me of uh, Alonso in in uh, <laughs> uh, what is that Brazil? Uh, he's just chilling, watching yep. the rest of it. Just no stress. But yeah. It was it was it was fun to watch. Uh, you know, it, it's a tough weekend uh, for the team uh, from Maranello there. Um, just tough to watch. You know, they did here. They were great here last year. They're really really good. And I think with 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 how the midfield just converged and got stronger this year, mm -hmm. uh, it is hard to shine as a Ferrari uh, this year. Fundamentally, yeah. everybody progressed so much. But yeah, another item to look. Um, now let's move a little bit, you know, up front. Uh, I, I just want to bring about... this up. Uh, right. The hard to shine statement. 
yes, given how the midfield has made progress, you could see Williams had made good progress too, but nobody was able to see it because McLaren's uh, performance jump. jump overshadowed it completely. Over and second, any dude. other teams <laughs> that made smaller gains have all been overshadowed by right McLaren's yeah. massive jump. So, mm. moving now onwards, you will have so McLaren, everybody saw McLaren's massive jump in performance and how they're trying to keep it. And moving forward for the upcoming races, they will start to notice other teams' jumps. Like how we are able to see Williams is doing a good job. And one thing I really do hope is Williams figures out what is the reason for them having this speed this weekend when they came in with the mindset saying that they weren't going to perform. If they're able to find out how they got this perfect balance or how their cars are fast and why their cars are fast. And then if they're able to understand that, mm-hmm. it's going to be perfect because that will give them a massive uh, advantage in development for the upcoming weeks because mm-hmm. they're fast in fast tracks and this track being now, somewhat slow, they're still This is a high downforce track. Yeah. It's a massively high downforce track. And... I look at the data here. Even the degradation is is not is not bad. It's really good degradation tire wise. Yeah, because of of just we're bringing super hard tires, but like it, their ability to keep it, it will be hard to overtake uh, Albon on that straight. He's making a lot of gains yes. there. He can keep up with anybody on the on the on the back and the twisty bit stuff in second banking two. all the way to yeah. turn one two. And and even Sargent is looking great in terms of race pace. So I won't write him off completely, uh, even if he starts from the pit lane. Um, depending on what the weather brings tomorrow, I think he could also give us a show tomorrow if he can keep it on track, uh, yep. and which would do wonders for for his situation. There's there's already murmurs of of people thinking about uh, his performance not being enough yet. Um, and I have, and James Viles has said a, f- a few comments there. Like now, it's time for him to start showing uh, some progress in these European tracks, so that he knows. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, he can. He, he and he said it himself, right? At, at the at the pre weekend interview, that he knows what he needs to do. He just needs to deliver. He needs to perform. He needs to do better. Score some points. I think his destiny is in his hands. And uh, today wasn't a good show. But he, he the achievement was there. Making it to Q three was massive. Let's let's not forget that. Uh, it's just bad luck. He touched the right line and he couldn't keep it. And but those are mistakes you have to avoid. True. Yeah. One thing I would say is in terms of drivers' market, he should be in with the team for twenty twenty four. Given how Logan Sargent is Williams junior driver, he came in through Williams development. It would be waste of money for Williams to just throw him out after one season uh, mm-hmm. because he's a rookie. You got to give him mm-hmm. some time. It's only been 12 races. Yes, so he's learning. He had a not so glamorous junior categories, but he's still nevertheless Williams junior driver. He came in from their junior development program. So, And they always said it in the press releases or in any of those press interviews saying that Logan Sargent is a little bit early into the program of their F1. They had them in him for 2024, but he he got a, he got a good uh, one-year head start on 2023 season, learning the car. Second half of the season, he's settling in. 
he did really good in today's qualifying. Yes, that one mistake. That's you can write it off as a rookie mistake, and see how he progresses throughout the second half of the season and how close he is to Albon and if he's able to constantly be within two tenths, three tenths of Albon, and that will give him boost, confidence boost for next year and. Next year will be his uh, true test where they'll compare him to being within a tenth of Albon kind of thing. Yeah, let's hope he passes all these tests with flying colors. Uh, now, the battle for for the win tomorrow. Will we have one? Are we are we going to witness uh, Lando Norris' first victory tomorrow? Is Mask going to fly away from, uh, as usual? What is your expectation for tomorrow? I have hope. Do as you? much as I want Landon Norris to get his first win, I also want this season to be the perfect season for Red Bull and uh, Max Verstappen to match Sebastian Vettel's record of nine races in a row win. And this being his home race, Max Verstappen, he has a race pace. He's going to win tomorrow for sure unless there is an incident or something or George Russell decides to be a little bit... Uh, aggressive on start because he's starting P3 right behind him and tries to squeeze uh, Nor- uh, what's happened into Norris and cause some sort of a turn one, two, three, three incident kind of thing. But besides that, I want Max Verstappen is going to win. I want a Max Verstappen win as badly as I want a Norris win too. But Max Verstappen uh-huh. for the win. Norris for P2, I would take it. Any time of the day. Maybe Norris's victory, I want it at the very last race of the season. Just so that uh, he catches up kind of thing. Something similar to 2020 where Mercedes was winning most of the races. And Red Bull comes in in 2020, wins the last race or so. Mm-hmm. And then 2021, we get this massive blowout of a season. Next season would be somewhat similar. Let's say Max Verstappen and Landon Norris for championship. Yeah, I like to see a fight though. That's the only thing I'd love to see is just a proper fight, even if it's just not easy. Even if yeah. Max wins, like I want Norris to give us a proper fight. Uh, these are the exact tires we had at Silverstone, so uh, so it, it it suited the car really well over there. Whether it was the the hards, whether it was the the mediums, like it, th- this McLaren car was able to fire it up relatively quicker. Uh, so I think he could put out a fight. He could jump maybe Max at the start. It's hard to overtake here. I just want to fight. I just want oh, to yeah, fight. Be, I don't... They will have a fight. Uh, he's not going to let Max through easily because when you do hear McLaren's approach, you could see it from the past five, six races. The first two races, three races after their upgrades, they were like, we want to stick where we are at. We want to play it safe. But given how they have a car that week in, week out, can try to be in the top three, top five, I think they're going to start pushing it even more to the extreme and start challenging and fighting for wins or uh, Mm -hmm. give Max Verstappen a hard time Mm -hmm. for him to get the P1 trophy, saying that, you know what, I am here P2. I I will try to have a grab at P1, get a go at P1 and see if I succeed. If I don't succeed, Mm -hmm. I will, uh, that's fine, I'll stick with P2, but... I will still nevertheless give a full, uh, full on uh, blazing for P1 kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. exactly what McLaren's setup or mindset is right now, saying that, yes, we have played it safe, and now we want to start uh, 
pushing ourselves for P1 and given how North is starting alongside P1, he will try to get the P1, try to keep it as much as he can and uh, not give Max Verstappen an easy chance to take it from him because the only overtaking spot in the entire track would be turn one where after the DRS from the banking after the DRS you make a lunge onto inside and go it but Norris can take it back and on turn three four I could argue you could you could get an overtake done on the banking um depending on one line what, what line you choose I could also argue you could also make a move in turn 11 that heavy breaking into the chicane that weird looking round chicane there. Uh, I think those, those there's other there's also juicy spots there on track. Yeah, there are other. If, uh, if you're close, spots. yeah, if yeah. you're close enough to to the person, you come because you come off of a DRS in turn ten, uh, which will give you momentum to that breaking point in eleven to the chicane. Mm-hmm. And if you keep if the the other car doesn't absolutely close the door on the inside, and you're close enough on the on the inside line, you could make a move. Uh, so. I think yeah, there's a few opportunities, um, and it'll be great to see. I just want, I hope we get a great fight. Uh, yeah, well, one thing that's... is, uh, those are great opportunities for overtaking. Yes, but this is P1 and P2. They're not going to do those risky moves. They're going to take the straight forward moves. They didn't want no, to. No, no. I mean, like out. you want to surprise them, right? You yeah. want to, you want to surprise your opponent. You're like, yeah, I can't do it into turn one. Where else can I do it? Kind of. That's kind of my thinking. Is like it's not just the fentered one and you're good for the entire yeah. lap you know there's 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 a few spots here and there you could sneak a a good move in there if you if you're like max verstappen and uh you 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 it's all about sending it you send it you'll find some spots to send it so yeah. and i think norris also likes sending it so he'll he'll find he'll he'll find a way um yeah that's kind of the items i i, I had on uh, I was thinking about covering today. Uh, I can give my top 10, how I think it's going to play out tomorrow. Uh, disaster. And if uh, you want to add, if you want to bring any other topic, you could probably chat about it, but trying to keep this nice and sweet 30 minutes uh, or so. And uh, as we gear up for tomorrow, um, you know, so I'll go straight, straight in. Um, we got the quality uh, lineup. We got the data here. Um, I'm comfortable at this point um, to say a Verstappen win again. It's a home Grand Prix. Can't take it away from him. Uh, he's been magnificent. That pole lap uh, came from out of space, and it was it was magnificent. Uh, big applause on that. Uh, but Verstappen to Norris. Um, but by P3, Russell to Perez, making his way back. He, he knows how to – it's a great race car. Uh, he usually starts out of position, but then he'll make some, some very interesting moves and he can bring that car up. Uh, I think it'll be tough to get Russell, though. Um, Piastri then uh, behind Perez. Uh, and then on P6, I have Alonso. Uh, Alonso starting uh, this race in fifth place. I think with Perez just charge uh, through the field uh, – and Piastri also charging through with slightly a better car than the Aston Martin. I feel Alonso could keep the position behind other slower cars um, or even equal cars or slightly slower, slightly faster. But the the, the McLaren and, and the Red Bull seems a little bit too much, I think, for him to, to defend on. 
So I have Alonzo 6, followed by Albon. I know he has a rocket ship, uh, but I, I think just the pressure and the other guys being able to fight up front and just the unknown of his car, really. Uh, I have I have him finishing P7, still solid in the points. Hamilton, although he starts P13, I think he can make his way through the field. But I think there's a lot of work for him to do from there to even make it anywhere remotely close to the podium. I think Albon would be a big fight for him, a big challenge for him to go through. And he's not really cutthroat for like these weird near seventh or sixth position. He's not going to just trash his race to get that overtake done. Um, so I, I can see him getting stuck on P8. Uh, P9 signs... Um, just because I, I just couldn't see the pace of the Ferrari this entire weekend. He's starting P6, but I think he, he kind of gets gets taken out by slightly faster cars. Um, P9. P10. I was debating Leclerc, but given he might be taking new parts, I'm taking him out and giving it to Lance Stroll uh, and the Aston Martin. So Stroll back in the points. And so that's my P10. Verstappen to Norris to Russell Perez. Piastri, Alonso, Albon, Hamilton, Sainz, and Stroll. I could be totally wrong here. You know, I'm talking with so much confidence as, as if I was a genie, but always wrong. Uh, but yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, I want to disagree with uh, Perez P4 because, Which? Uh, yes, you see, this is a short track. He finished his second and one second, second and a half <laughs> behind his teammate. I think Perez is not completely dialed in with his car for this weekend. So I don't expect him to put on a show for tomorrow's race. He will more or less finish where he started. And I think it's more or less going to be a Silverstone finish kind of thing. Max Verstappen, Landon Norris. The Mercedes this time is going to be George Russell. P4, I give it to Alex Albon. P5, Piastri. Uh, P6 is going to be Alonso. P7 is where I'll put Perez. P8, P9, P10, I think those three positions I'll give it to the drivers. I mean, for those three positions, you always see very tough battles. Everybody giving in, pushing it on the edge kind of thing. So, Logan Sargent should keep his place. Logan Sargent finishing P10. Anywhere between those three places is good. And I think Ferrari will try to stay in the top 10. Hamilton will try to fight it, fight his way upwards, but P8 is where I would put Hamilton for tomorrow's race. And if there are any other grid penalties, Carlos Sainz is under investigation for the Oscar Piastri incident, so if he does drop, it'll bump everybody up. Uh, but I don't think he's going to drop seven places for Lewis Hamilton to go up. But Charles Leclerc, who has a crash, Logan Sargent, who have a crash, if both of them have massive parts, Lewis Hamilton can see himself starting in P10. So I just want to stick with top seven. And uh, we'll see what the three, because we're, we're still not sure about the final classification on the starting grid. And P9 and all the other uh, crashes and, and the ramification from, from that. So, yeah, that's kind of it for me today. I'm excited for tomorrow. Uh, should be at Fela again tomorrow for the race at home. You're, you'll be there? Yep, I'll see you there tomorrow. All right, Nate. And that's a wrap for today. Uh, exciting race tomorrow. Please don't miss. Tune in. 
and uh, 9 a.m. race start. Ciao.